Wow, look at this. <laughs> well, welcome everyone. Um, I guess you know I'm Van, and um, I'm a senior teacher in uh, Waking Down, so I've been invited to do a sitting here with you. Um, so let me, let me just set a context for tonight. Um, I guess you read my fancy title. <laughs> Um, so, so this is a, a sitting, however, it, uh, I'd say is a modified sitting because it's two hours. We have to about 9.15. Um, a regular sitting would be, that I would do, would be more like three hours. It would be a lot smaller. It'd be like maybe only six people. And so in addition to the long meditation and gazing, there would be usually you probably experience it where you divide the time equally, and every you know you do this in your small groups, and everyone has you know a certain amount of time to uh, ask a important clarifying clarification about their spiritual process, or you know sharing something that's uh, important to uh, one's process. So we're not going to be doing that tonight because we can't do this in this larger group, and we only have two hours. Um, so, and then it's, it's only one sit session. You know, like if you have a sitting and you do it twice a month, then you can have a continuity where you work on an area and then you come back and follow up on that. So, um, we won't be able to do that. And um, then the other thing, um, this is, um, I, think, I think it said in announcement, a combination sitting, meaning <laughs> it's a combination waking down sitting and Van's personal offering. Um, so I had my second birth in um, August 1995, almost 20 years. And um, as you may know, that there's ongoing growth and evolution, uh, growth and evolution um, after the initial second birth. And so in the second life, uh, you might say there's early stages, middle stages, and advanced stages of second life. Um, so there's ongoing evolution. And that's why, uh, and we, all, all the teachers, anyone in the second life, uh, I mean, we all continue to evolve and in our own unique directions and flavors. Um, and um, so the other thing is that the, what we call the core waking down dharma was basically written down about 10 years ago and it is um, related more to the early stages of second life and kind of where the focus was 10 years ago. Um, so things have continued to evolve and um, so I have my own personal orientation, um, but I'm, I'm an expert at the Dharma, so if there's any uh, questions or clarifications about that, then I can provide that. But I'm, I'm going to be kind of providing a, an expanded map, and you might call it um, like um, new expanded Dharma, mm -hmm. building on, you know, the core Dharma. But expanding it. 
Um, so the, the plan tonight, um, I, I haven't done a, a, a sitting with so many people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, um, let's, let, just so I can get acquainted, let's ha just have you go around and say your name and where you're from, just so I can get acquainted. <clears throat> uh, so what I'm thinking, um, we'll have a shorter meditation here at the beginning to kind of uh, deepen together and um, then um, we'll have a longer meditation uh, where we do gazing and um, uh, more towards the middle and towards the end and um, then um, Part of what I would like to do is, um, you know, we have the term in waking now. We have the term being. Okay. Well, well let me let me start start here first. Um, the uh, let's say my uh, my my nature, my spiritual nature. I, I have two sides. <laughs> so I have the discriminative sage. Um, that, and I used to be the unofficial, in the early days, the unofficial Dharma guardian. Because I was always just very curious, like, well, how does this fit together with that? And how does this teaching compare to this one? And, and um, so that's part of me. And I'd say, okay, that's 49% of me. 51%, see, leaning, <laughs> um, is, I would call it, like, a devotional mystic. I'm an ecstatic mystic. And um, so I'm going to mix, mix, mix this up so there'll be some um, ecstatic mystic talk, and then there'll be some defining of things and trying to paint a cosmology of existence. Um, I always find that interesting challenge <laughs> to try to put uh, some, some useful description of um, of uh, the ground of existence in, in, in some words that can be, some framework that could be potentially helpful. Um, so, um, okay, let's see. I think we'll start out with meditation. I want to give you a, a technique here that, that we'll be touching on. Um, so we're, we're going to meditate for about um, 10 minutes. And with our eyes closed, we won't have gazing for this part. Um, and the um, I'm going to do a little short kind of guided part for the first half, and then just be silent for the second half so you can just soak deeply. Um, so so this will be technique tip number one. <laughs> um, and I like acronyms. Um, this, this one is I call um, dual simultaneous focus. It's not the most cool acronym DSF, <laughs> but uh, I have some other cooler ones. <laughs> um, but, so now 
many of you may already be doing this um, or have this perspective and may not be aware that you're doing this. But so I'm going to spell it out so you, you'll have something under your belt. Um, so dual simultaneous focus is your essentially focusing on two things at the same time. And there are different levels of this kind of basic um, and, and more advanced. So we'll start out with the, ba the basic. And um, the reason this is especially useful is as each of us as a human and divine being, each of us is like a sandwich or simultaneity of the human and divine. And this is a great paradox. And paradox is a key um, concept uh, about who each of us is at the heart of our being and, at, and also about the, the heart of existence. It's all paradox. So we're simultaneously human and divine. So that's, in a way, uh, uh, a dual simultaneous um, orientation. Um, now, there, the basic way I'm going to be uh, doing meditation, we'll start out like I'm going to have you be aware of uh, feelings and sensations in one hand, and then feeling sensations in another hand, and then you'll be aware of the, both the right hand and left hand together. So you're going to be focusing on two things at the same time. And then we get, that's the basic, and then we get a little more advanced from there. It, it, this is one way, it's, it's one doorway in the paradox. And when, when the mind has to focus on two things at the same time, it goes and it, it delinearizes. And th then space opens up. So, um, and um, so it's a useful technique both for deepening in meditation and um, also in the advanced forms of it. That's how you abide as the paradox of being both uh, simultaneously human and divine, simultaneously finite and infinite. It's a both and. It's a both and paradox. This is, this is a key for um, uh, second birth uh, transi transitioning in, through that, and then um, it even helps in deepening in the second life. Um, now, as a the devotional mystic in me, I like um, poetic flowery terms. They're they're more evocative. Um, so we've all heard the term, you know, being capital B being, as in um, in waking down, and. Um, I uh, prefer a term uh, that many of you have already heard, but it's the heart, capital H, heart. And so we're not talking about the heart chakra or, or you know, the love center, or, but the, when we're using the term heart, in, um, it's an equivalent term for whole being totality, the totality of divine being, both unmanifested and manifested, the whole the whole enchilada, everything. Um, so sometimes in my more flowery ways, I'll use the term the supreme heart. That's also equivalent to the heart. Or in my more devotional side, I 
also use the term the Supreme Beloved, which is also um, whole uh, divine being, totality, or the heart. These are like equivalent terms. Um, so second birth, I'll use the term heart realization. And um, so there's, um, you know, the early stages, middle stages, and advanced stages of heart realization. So what I'm going to pre present today, let's say, would be a perspective from um, maybe more, the more advanced stages of heart realization, which may language and see, um, uh, def may, may, that will explain some of why I, I differ with some of the um, concepts of um, in, in waking down, um, which is, has to do with more of the earlier stages of, of uh, heart realization. Okay, so we're going to do this dual simultaneous focus, um, and I'll lead us uh, for a few minutes in that. Um, and it will be for about 10 minutes. And um, so, uh, any questions um, before we uh, start out with our short meditation? Heart is interchangeable with being? Yes, the heart, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would use the term the heart equals, you know, whole being. Yeah, that's simple, simple translation. <laughs> I guess you'll, I mean, is there a distinction? Does it? Um, essentially, no. Okay. Just different terms. Great. Um, the heart or the supreme heart is juicier. That's the distinction. You know, being is a little, little drier, more, more beige, you know, a little, little more neutral, <laughs> less evocative. Um, So in the meditation, uh, my recommendation is um, just to relax, let the body-mind be exactly as it is, and let the meditation kind of take you. So you don't have to effort at it, just relax, and the meditation, the transmission and um, atmosphere will kind of absorb you and, and meditate, you know, the meditation just uh, will be more induced. So we'll start out here. <coughs> okay. So take a breath from the belly and let the belly be soft. Let the body mind be exactly as it is. Don't need to change anything. Let your attention um, relax. The mind doesn't have to be quiet, but just let the focusing of attention relax and soften. And let feeling be open. Open the feeling sense, your feeling dimension. Let the breath come in and out in its own natural rhythm. Let the body-mind be exactly as it is moment to moment. 
uh, first thing I'd like you to do is um, let your attention go to your left hand and notice the sensations in the palm of your left hand, maybe resting in your lap or maybe hold, holding your other hand. So notice the sensations in your left hand. And now shift attention and focus to your right hand and the sensations happening in this moment in your right hand. It's a, like moment to moment snapshots, noticing sensation and feeling in the right hand. Can you speak a little louder there? Okay, thank you. Okay, now while you're noticing sensations, feeling in your right hand. At the same time, notice the sensations and feelings in the left hand. So notice the sensations and feeling in both the left and right hand. Hands, left and right hands. It's moment to moment snapshots, how it's feeling in this moment, in this moment. And while you're noticing the sensation both in the left hand and right hand at the same time, also notice that be aware of being aware. Okay, good, thank you. Now we're gonna shift um, our attention and feeling and focus to notice, let uh, attention and awareness open to feel the whole body. Notice the sensations and feelings of the whole body. Now, while you're noticing the sensations of the whole body, your whole body, shift awareness to the sounds happening in the room. And if there are sounds outside of the room that you hear, so notice the sounds in the room. Be aware of the sounds in the room. That's focus on that. Moment to moment. Now we'll do the dual simultaneous focus. So be aware, focus on the sounds happening in the room moment to moment, and be aware of the whole body and the feeling of the whole body at the same time as you're noticing the sounds in the room. Very good. Now we're going to shift to um, ex 
expand this further. So be aware of the whole body. That's the first focus of awareness, a feeling, a focus. And then notice or feel the infinite field in which the body-mind is arising. However that comes to you, your sense of the infinite unified field in which the body-mind is arising. So be aware of that, notice that, and then be aware of the body-mind and how that's feeling moment to moment at the same time as you're noticing the field that in which the body-mind is arising that supports the body-mind, that holds the body-mind. silent period. You can continue with this if you want to or just relax that and just let things go free form. And then the bell will ring in a few minutes. So if you haven't already opened your eyes, let yourself gently come back to the room and back for the meditation. <coughs> so I'd like to um, take a few minutes here to give um, anyone who would like to share um, uh, their experience during that meditation. Share more about what, what you experienced. I just, I went very deep, uh, very fast. That, that dual focus left no room for the mind. Um, uh, and it, once or twice I slipped out of it, but it was like there was this immediate knowing, oh, yeah. And then, and then so dropping back into that dual focus. Um, All right, thank you. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else like to share their experience?
Did anyone feel um, any more heightened energy or uh, or buzz or more energy in the body? I mean, some may or may not. Okay. I'd say the automated is somewhere on the right side. On the right side more. Okay. Did you feel more in the head area or no. just on the right side? Anyone feel any uh, bliss? A little bit of bliss? Victor? <laughs> Something strange about the idea of a dual focus because it started yeah, off. Yeah, you speak up again. <coughs> it, starts off, it started off as a dual focus and it goes back and forth and then, and then it's just one experience. Like I've just. Yeah, it does. It allows that. More the idea of a finite body already is is kind of not subjectively true. Yeah. Well, that actually you, you penetrated into the secret of that technique, uh, the dual simultaneous focus. Um, well, the next step I would have would have done if you know might have said okay just let yourself melt let the body mind melt into the field, and that's actually what we're going to do in the longer meditation. So that may have happened spontaneously already you know, for a number of people. Um, and, you know, all, you know in, in that you also had the option to continue that dual simultaneous focus or relax it and then, or maybe spontaneously you may melt. And um, that um, actually is um, one of the, sec the op one, let's say, let's call it uh, an open secret about existence. Um, it's a paradoxical unity. It's an all-inclusive. My my new my new fancy term for it is um, the all-inclusive, unconditional unity simultaneity. That existence. That's what existence is, and it's simultaneously unmanifested and manifested. So that's actually true of each of us is as, as a divine and human being we're simultaneously have our localness, our localized body-mind human-animal and we also have our transcendental um, uh, dimensions of our being the whole spectrum of being that we are, there's also an unlimited, infinite, transcendental side of who we are. And simultaneously, both, both are true and both are happening at the same time. It's a simultaneity. Um, Don and I were talking about the, um, the core wound. Isn't that a nice term? <laughs> uh, I prefer the term core condition. Um, so there's pros and cons of that word core wound, but uh, for myself I prefer the word, term core condition. So this, the core condition is that we as divine and human beings, we're this uh, simultaneity, we're simultaneously divine or transcendental and infinite and simultaneously limited, local, uh, material, and both are true at the same time. 
and um, it's a unity simultaneity, but they're opposites. You know, they they don't go together. Infinite, finite, no go together. But that's that's who each of us is, and so this core condition that each of us is, when it's not yet clarified, that's pre-second birth, and when you've clarified it, and then you have more stable access to this paradox of being both transcendental and local simultaneously, then, then this core condition is clarified. You recognize, okay, this is how I am as being, everyone is this, and existence is this. And then you live in this paradox moment to moment. Um, but it's, it's a moment to moment recognition. It, like second birth um, is not a, a a steady state of going into some sublime state that you stay in. It's um, a moment-to-moment recognition of this core condition of being transcendental and local simultaneously, being human and divine. In Waking Down, we have this term about being divinely human. I prefer um, to say that we are both human and divine. So this is this is. Um, okay, the, 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 the uh, devotional mystic in me now coming out. <laughs> we are, there's only the heart, there's only the supreme heart, there's only divine being, and there's only one heart. There, the, um, so there's only one whole totality of divine being, a un- unity simultaneity, but it's paradoxical because it's both the heart, the supreme heart, or the supreme divine, or whole being is simultaneously unmanifested and manifested all at the same time. The mind can't understand that. So each of us actually is the divine in a materialized form. We're the heart or divine being in a materialized form. And simultaneously we have our tran- transcendental uh, unmanifest dimension or form. And that's the core condition. Or, uh, you know, we use this term in waking down the core wound. Uh, you know, just to clarify uh, dharmic terms, pre-second birth, uh, we call it, that's the core wound. And when, when you've clarified <coughs> that and have stable access to this paradox of being both uh, infinite and finite simultaneously, then we call that the conscious wound. But I prefer the term core condition that's either unclarified or clarified. So awakening um, is not actually an awakening. It's just recognizing what's true at the core of our being already and having more stable access to it. So that's why second birth happens so readily, because you're just discovering what's already true. It's the open secret, you know, at the heart of your being at the, and at the heart of existence. <coughs> Any um, questions, comments about that? That's really very clear. Thank you. Okay. I like to look at different ways of, you know, painting the picture and try to do it in kind of um, user friendly layperson terms. <coughs> Actually, with the exercise before, with the same simultaneous thing, uh, it, for me it was more like uh, 
I would just it would just go back and forth, jumping back and forth. Mm. So the whole body mind, one entity, and then and then the field of uh-huh. the another entity kind of. Yeah. And then I would just uh, kind of the, the attention would go back and forth uh-huh. like this, but it would not. It wouldn't happen that suddenly they would merge. Okay. That I didn't. I did not have. Oh, that's fine. Um, it'll be unique for each person. So we'll also say that each person's, um, you know, pre-second birth process and post-second birth process is very unique. Um, we try to make it sound like there's a kind of a standardized progression, and th- there's certain landmarks along the way, but it's very unique. Some people kind of have a progressive oozing into the second <laughs> second birth transition. And some people it's more distinct, some it's um, something less dramatic, some people it's more dramatic, and what may happens at the second birth transition and in the second life, it, it's a, um, a lot of variation. Um, so you might find sometime in the near future, if not maybe tonight, that, uh, and, and you've probably had this experience where there Paradoxically, like the sense of um, the the two that you're going back and forth may then um, merge, merge, or become more a uh, one unit, or or a simultaneity, or uh, a sandwich that fuses together instead of two. Yeah, and paradoxically, you can feel both at the same time. Individuation, and then fusion at the same time. That, that's another dual simultaneous orientation where, um, and it may show itself temporarily and then uh, go away, or the second birth, then you'll have more stable access to the, um, the body-mind and the infinite field being fused together. You'll have more stable access to abiding in and as that. Um, but when the body-mind is more stressed, that goes to the back burner and you're more in the intensity of you know, what's happening in the body-mind. And then when the body-mind's more at rest, then that ex- uh, bodily registration of, of this um, paradoxical unity or seamless um, unity then emerges and comes more to the forefront. Okay, so before we launch into the, um, the longer meditation with gazing, now, um, for the gazing part, so I don't forget, um, it's a little awkward with this, the shoehorn arrangement, but uh, when we do a small sitting, then I, I'll, I'll be gazing with one person at a time, and then we have uh, mutual gazing with, you know, people then can gaze with each other, so I don't know if we can arrange ourselves that way so you can do that, but um, maybe you might turn your chairs around and gaze with each other during, uh, during some of that gazing time. So the gazing, my devotional mystical way, I call it beholding the beloved, gazing. So the, 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 the divine beloved, each of us is the um, Supreme Heart or the Supreme Beloved, the Divine Beloved in a material form. And um, you might, another way of looking at that is each of us is, is God in slow motion. 
So when you're gazing um, with someone, when, I, when I'm gazing with you, you're gazing with me, then I'm looking at the very divine in flesh form. And then it's all inclusive. Everyone and everything is that. So there, there's only the heart. Um, you know, God, God is a loaded term, but um, the, in terms of, let's say, a, a, nor, a more generic God term, there's only God. There's nothing outside that's not God. God is everything materialized here and everything transcendental, all, all the subtle form and gross form and the transcendental. It's all God. It's all the heart. It's all divine being. That's what gets revealed in the more advanced stages of heart realization. So there, it like I used to think, especially being scientifically oriented and and growing up with Eastern mysticism and Western mysticism, that the subtle dimensions, like God was there, there were, it was more divine elsewhere in some more subtle realm. And most of us got imprinted that. And also, there's you know. God with the white beard up in the sky, you know, touching, you know, with the finger of, <laughs> and you know, I used to pray to God, and I thought there was this big switchboard when I was a kid. I thought there was uh, there were we had operators. I thought there were switchboards answering prayers, connecting it to God up in the sky. So, and even after um, you know many years of spiritual seeking, there was a sense of that it's more divine elsewhere, more subtle, a divine domain that's more divine than the, than this. You know, four square, solid, gross plane, the material plane. We've, we've fallen from grace, we're stuck here. Um, and there's both Eastern and Western versions of that. And then with the more advanced stages of realization, first, there's, okay, one, here's one way to describe um, You know, the terms the absolute and the relative. That's another way you could say, you know, divine and local. So another way of describing the second birth is there's the absolute and the relative. And the relative is limited, and the absolute's unlimited. So in the second birth, the paradox where, like if this is uh, the absolute and this is a relative, we recognize paradoxically that they're married together. They're in the seamless unity. The absolute and relative are in the seamless unity. That's the paradox. And that's the paradox of being human and divine simultaneously. And so then we have more stable access to that paradox. The absolute and relative are married together. And the mind can't understand that, but you can intuit that. And, and it's a tacit recognition, moment-to-moment -moment recognition. And um, so then that deepens. And now I'll go into the other topic. Um, uh, the generic, the people, the white heat topic. I prefer another term for that. Um, let's um, let's say you could say the unity intensifies. The, the paradoxical unity intensifies. The seamless unity um, intensifies, and you could call that as um, Keeping it simple, that's the white heat process. The seamless unity intensifies. So the absolute and relative, the unity, the paradox unity, marriage, fusion of the absolute <coughs> relative. Um, 
it gets intensified to the point where there's a recognition that the absolute and relative are coincident. They're not just married, they're coincident. So what that translates it to is there's only the supreme heart. There's only whole divine being totality, this unity simultaneity. So this, the fullness of the divine everywhere, all this, it's all the divine. It's all inclusive. Everyone is already fully divine right now. Everyone is that. Everything is that. Um, and then the body-mind gets more, let's say, absorbed in this unified, the supreme singular unified field. It's, it's just a singular unity simultaneity. And you're like the mind is just crazy. It's like you're, draw, you're driven mad in a good way. <laughs> and then the things I'm going to talk about, there's bliss, divine bliss is inherent in existence as well as divine love. And then you could say this intensifies and there's greater happiness and enjoyment. So that's what I was writing about, awakened and awakening life, yummier and happier, inherent divine love bliss and shakti juice. So there's, there's, there's great divine pleasures of um, recognizing and seeing the heart everywhere. Um, and that's, you know, what we'll use the fancy term, heart realization. Now, um, just so you can understand the context for this, um, in waking down, um, basically, okay, this is the, the, the Reader's Digest simplified version. It's more complex but okay, in, in the short time we have. Um, Samuel wanted to have a way that people could directly um, um, have um, realized embodied consciousness, the second birth. So he simplified, okay, this is Van Gwen's perspective. <laughs> he simplified existence. You know, so this is, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna paint a bigger, more broader spectrum of whole being, a, a, a broader cosmology. So um, Samuel didn't wanna be distracted, didn't want people, for example, to be distracted by bliss. And I asked him about this once. I said, what about bliss? He says, well, Talk, we downplay that so people don't get distracted about that so they can clarify consciousness. So he talked about consciousness and phenomena. So that's maybe you've had that uh, perspective shared in some waking down um, uh, event or instruction. There's consciousness, transcendental awareness, and phenomena. There's the unchanging awareness and then all the stuff that changes, phenomena. And so that's the um, perspective that of existence that is, uh, let's say, the waking down model. And um, so now, now to expand that model, because when I had my second birth, there was this intensification of consciousness, like let's say awareness intensified, and then all the phenomena happening in the, in the moment, the feelings in the body and thoughts and 
sensations, they appear moment to moment and recognize in awareness, and then they be more like transparent, and then it'd be the next experience in the moment. So there was that happening. Then also what I call um, um, centerless uncaused love intensified, this opening of love that was coming from everywhere and nowhere. And um, other people may have had um, some experience of this, their own version of it. But this made me um, want to explore further, where does love fit into all this? And um, so this is, so now, so I paint a model. <laughs> so the supreme heart or supreme, the supreme divine, divine being, absolute being, is actually ineffable, undescribable, unexperienceable. Because it's this totality that's simultaneously uh, unconditional um, and um, local. And there's nothing but the supreme divine. It's this uh, unity, totality, singular wave ocean, um, singular, um, let's, say, let's say, unity field. And an individual person can't experience that from an individual perspective. But there are three capital Q qualities of the supreme divine or whole being that we can experience. And so one of them is um, the Shakti current. This is the vibe, you call this the, vibe, the supreme vibration of existence or it's, uh, the vibration of consciousness. So that's the, the supreme Shakti energy, the spirit current. So, you know, you may have felt more um, some heightened energy in the body mind or during the gazing in the you know, that you have, you have the gazing every day in the morning. Well, you might feel more intensity in the body or maybe even heat or more vibration. That's the Shakti current or the spirit current or the life current. Um, so that's part of um, the heart. It's one of the qualities, the, the supreme divine energy. Uh, so, so notice that we're, we're going to be doing meditation, and so this whole spectrum of being is going to get intensified. Um, and then tomorrow in meditation, you know, so now you'll be more sensitized to noticing the, whole, the broader spectrum. Then there's what we call capital C consciousness. <laughs> Another word for that is transcendental awareness or capital E emptiness or capital S silence capitalist space, infinite immutable ground, unchanging. Another term for it is the light of awareness. It lights up objects. That's like how awareness works. So it's very important. This is a primary thing to uh, recognize, and this is part of the, the consciousness clarification. It has its own timing. Um, 
it helps, especially like so that you can be present as the body-mind, let the body-mind be as it is. And then this is also part of that dual simultaneous focus, a more advanced uh, expression of it, where, uh, and Samuel's term for this is the paradox of simultaneity. So I'm being the body-mind, being a little nervous here, wanting to do a good job and feel my hands vibrating. <coughs> fluttery sensations in my abdomen. And then, so that's the body-mind being as it is moment to moment. And there's this <coughs> emptiness or, or, or light, this infinite silence, emptiness in which registering all changing phenomena. And I'm recognizing that is also my nature and both are simultaneously true. So I'm being the body-mind, but I'm also resting, abiding as the awareness in which the body-mind is arising, this dual simultaneous uh, orientation or, or focus. So I'm being the body-mind and simultaneously not exclusively identified with it. So that's, it helps with embodied detachment. So you can, and it, uh, a friend of mine, involved wake down, he had this term, free in the pit. <laughs> so especially if you've had a, grew up with a little wounding or a lot of wounding, or I grew up with a lot of wounding. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, abuse and trauma. So there's that stuff in the body mind that can get triggered. But then there's also this recognition of uh, simultaneously being the body mind and abiding as the transcendental awareness that's registering the the phenomena happening in the body-mind, both and. So then it's free, quotation marks, in the pit of the body-mind. So moment to moment, so there's, you're, you're feeling it in a more raw way, but you're not exclusively identifying with it. So that's the transcendental awareness. So that's um, very important to have this <coughs> recognition about um, awareness. And then, so those are two elements of two, two capital Q qualities of, of the Supreme Heart, the Shakti current and the transcendental awareness or the light of awareness. Then there's a big basket that I call, we'll put it, call it Supreme Unconditional Divine Love or unconditional feeling, the whole dimension of absolute feeling, feeling without limitation, infinite feeling, feels and embraces everything, everything held, so absolute. Unconditional love embrace. And this so, also in this unconditional feeling or divine love is bliss. And for me, I often commonly experience the love and bliss kind of merged together, so I call it love hyphen bliss, love bliss. Um, some people are taught that bliss will distract you. 
from uh, well, let's say it uh, can maybe a make it um, put some negative light on bliss. But love and bliss are like lubrication for embodiment. It makes being alive pleasurable, being in the body pleasurable, happier, and even um, degrees of ecstasy. And so in, in the long meditation, that's also going to get magnified, the, the supreme, unconditional, divine love, absolute holding in space, and the bliss, rapture, and for those who are devotionally oriented, um, can be even a devotional intoxication. The bliss can intensify, I learned, to the point of um, uh, actual inebriation, as if you had drunk some alcoholic beverage or smoked some high-quality marijuana. Um, and that it can, you can get experience also with the shakti, where you feel this energy, more energy, warmth, pressure, pleasant pressure inside of the body. Um, maybe you might even be feeling some of that now. It'll, it'll heighten in the meditation that we're going to do. And then the bliss. And you just kind of, you know, like when you're, that's why everyone wants to get drunk or get stoned. Because um, then the stuff of life doesn't bother us as much. Like, oh, <laughs> we do our favorite activity, you know, uh, when, um, you know, we'll add, add some, you know, intoxicating substance to our favorite activity. To make it more fun. Well, the reason we're drawn to that—it's that's part of our—that's our inherent in our nature. Bliss, love, ecstasy. It's—it's—it's it's, it's inherent part of divine being of the heart. So this, these—these these are the three qualities that we experience, and then it's all coalesced into matter materialized into matter. So matter is like supreme substance. It's sacred matter. It's divine consciousness, divine love, divine energy, the vibration of, of existence in a materialized form. This is not just, because I grew up in a scientific, I'm a dentist. I grew up, science, atoms, molecules, this is just stuff, man. But then it's like, it's it's, it's divine substance. It's this is it's alive. There's divine infusion throughout the material world, and and you know we feel this in nature. We go out to nature. We see a sunset. Oh, sunset. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Divine beauty, rapture. See, this is all the 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 heart bleeding through. That that's why we're, we're looking for beauty and love, and and then we want to lose ourselves in you know sexual ecstasy. We're looking for going into oneness and, and, and bliss and ecstasy, which is part of our nature. And so that's, um, it's, it's, the, it's also the reward and, and the attraction to, to realization, because then um, there's, there's more happiness and ecstasy and uh, feeling unified with everything. It's, seeing, it's all inclusive. Everyone is the heart, the divine. In a materialized form. The the wake down shakedown is a stage of the early stages of heart realization that let the more mature stages develop. It's a divinization of the personal self. 
So that's why it's a dignified process. It, it, it's how we get um, the body-mind gets further divinized, matter gets further divinized. So um, it hasn't been put in the right context. So, you know, so it's, it's worth it because this is the passage to the more advanced stages. And it's, it's um, you know, it's like the divine is infusing the, the infinite transcendental into this limited um, human body-mind. So everything gets like um, woken up, including our, our, our shadow psyche areas. But that's also how we get more of our divinity and, and then see everything more divine and be able to hold the, the light to dark, greater capacity of holding that love embrace, more divine love, more, more self-love, seeing each myself as a divine incarnation and everyone as a divine incarnation. So that's, we're going to be beholding the beloved. So I'm painting, like, we're not just looking at another person, but this is the actual divine beloved right there in the material form. And I am that, you are that, everyone is that. Everyone walking on the street is that. They've just made, they don't realize it yet. But they are already that. Um, all right, so any. <laughs> I've gotten carried away. <laughs> so, so any questions or comments before we go into the meditation? So you're suggesting that we also do uh, pure meditation while you're meditating? Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, this is the other suggestion I want to make, and um, you open the door for that. Uh, remind me of your name again? Vidan. Vidan. Okay, so uh, Vidan said. So, okay, so also um, speaking from the more advanced stages, the focus on the down is a necessary, is necessary foundation and in integration work. We want to integrate the human, psychological, emotional, and divine. And we don't, so it helps to be in touch with the body and feelings. When you, so this is Van Gwen's perspective. Okay, so when you've done sufficient downwork, the foundation is set. You don't have to continue doing it for, you know, just like children growing. You know, in the fifth grade, you focus on certain things. Sixth grade, junior high school, high school, college, graduate school. You're not focusing on the same thing all the time. You're not needing to learn the same things. So. The down orientation is part of learning. It's a developmental stage. When there's sufficient integration, um, then that's set. It's established. Then you don't have to be like uh, obsessing on it. So in the more advanced stage, we can um, let ourselves merge and um, temporarily melt and dissolve into the, the supreme divine unified field. It happens spontaneously. And we can relax. You know, okay, so this is, we're talking about cosmic tantra here. So our favorite thing, and for me also, love is, and grace are the heart of existence. In Eastern philosophy, we're, we're taught that consciousness or, or emptiness is this, the senior principle. 
many of us were. Let's put it, because it's all a unity simultaneity, love, the supreme absolute love is coincident with um, the emptiness of consciousness, the light of consciousness with the, sh the Shakti energy. It's all, let's say, a working model. One happening, unity simultaneity. So love to me is like the center, of, of, it's like the heart of the body and let, uh, the heart of existence and let's say consciousness is the body ground. Um, so we're drawn, our favorite thing in life, we want to fall in love with, with a wonderful person, wonderful partner, and then we want to, to last forever and be happy forever and we're in love, we have this happiness and ecstasy and then we want to have wonderful sex with our partner as much as possible and have that last as long as possible. And that's also part of our divine nature. Love is the most important thing. That's the heart of our being, the heart of existence. And this letting the personal self temporarily melt and merge, dissolve, you relax the attention, and then you just melt into the unified field, the bliss can magnify, the shakti can magnify, and there's this bodily ecstasy, this devotional rapture. That's, that can happen, and um, by grace, um, I've experienced that, and the, and the bliss comes in its own organic waves. So that is the natural tantra. That's why we're driven to that, because that's the heart of existence. That's what it's the heart of existence. It's at the heart of our being. So I encourage you, you don't have to focus on the down. To keep together, we can, in the meditation, let yourself dissolve and temporarily melt. You may temporarily disappear. You know, the personal self may temporarily disappear. But that's what we love. We, we love this ecstatic, this merging into the unity oneness. And so I encourage you, if that's happening, just cooperate with that. Um, and then at the end of the meditation, you'll recoalesce into a solid person once again, I guarantee it. <laughs> okay. So. Um, I can get it there. I'm okay. There. So, it. what I'm going to do, um, I think, just to simplify it, I'll go, you know, it'll be one minute. Um, so, I'll gaze and I'll go the first row, and then I'll go to the second row, and then go that way, and then I'll go to the last row, and then go that way. So, that'll be a minute. Um, and then um, during that time, I invite you to, um, you can turn your seat around and, and find people to gaze with. So it'll be one minute gazings. And so this is remember, beholding the beloved. And, and at this close range, it helps practically also look in one eye, you know, either left or right eye. And then, and just relax and enjoy that. And then after the gazing, we'll have a longer, maybe 15 or 20 minute period with our eyes closed, just um, melting into the, the uh, unity simultaneity, the all-inclusive unity simultaneity. Say that again about one eye. Uh, well, when you're, when you're closer, it helps to gaze at one eye rather than trying to look at both. Oh. Yeah. Farther away, it doesn't matter, but when you're close, it, it just helps to focus on one eye. Okay, so you got the minute? Yeah, and is this loud enough? That's good, thank you. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yummy. <laughs> uh -huh. Thank you.
Yeah. Thank you. Um, two hours goes by very fast. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, would anyone, uh, we'll take a few minutes, we might run over just a few minutes here. Anyone uh, care to share their experience? I love this meditation. Um, I can really feel the merging of the two and just get to a place of real strong silence and calm. And it feels like I'm just on the verge of letting go and there's something in me that doesn't quite <laughs> let go, relax. Mm -hmm. And this has come up for me before in meditation where it just seems like I, mean, I get right to the doorstep and just opening to that, opening to that, dissolving into the field. So I'm just wondering if you have any comments about um, that. I think it's the, the simple short answer it would be if we had more time, it could be an interesting longer discussion, but this, what I would say, I think um, it may take a acclimatization mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. For some people, the dissolving is a little scary because you're temporarily disappearing. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it, it e even, it won't, it may not, you may, you may not dissolve every time. You know, it has its own organic flow to it. So it's not something that you can force, um, but um, I think I think just with um, you know time and getting you know accustomed to the higher altitude, <laughs> 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 then uh, it just happens spontaneously. Mm -hmm. um, there's this big fancy term, ego death, like. <gasps> Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're going to disappear. Um, but usually, you know, if we put it in another context, like when we're with, um, we're, we're with our um, human beloved, you know, and you're in love, you just want to dive into the other person. You just, and then, you know, in uh, sexual communion, you know, that we want to disappear and merge. So, and we, we don't, we're not going to worry like in, uh, that when we merge uh, emotionally, energetically, we're going to lose ourselves. But for some people, it's just a little, you know, a little scary to, to temporarily. Um, but I just be gentle on yourself and, you know, it just happen um, organically over time. Bob? I had this enormous surge of energy mm. and my, my already before I say this my personality says now don't say something foolish <laughs> and that was that was going on in the midst of this enormous surge of energy and I just started saying to myself I am love mm. and tears were oh, know, beautiful. coming out mm -hmm. and at the same time this voice in the background is saying you know, this is the most foolish thing you've ever said. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Um, it, it's a both and. Um, 
as I said, we're simultaneously human and divine. So um, there's this term identity and relatedness, this big fancy word. So, so this is another um, dual simultaneous orientation that's just the both and, the paradox of who we are. So um, in relatedness, like I uh, uh, pray to or worship or commune with the Supreme Divine, and so that's relatedness. And then simultaneous, it's also true that I am that. So you, you are love, and you're also you know, the, the local, limited human that has the name Bob. That's the part I know. Yeah, both, both, both are, <laughs> but both are true. You, each of us is embodied love. And, and you are, well, uh, let me say, and I, I am God embodied. In, I am a divine incarnation. It's all inclusive. Everyone is that. It's not exclusive. And so you are love in a material manifested form. That's part of the enjoyment, going back to the title of making uh, awakened and awakening life yummier and happier. This is greater seeing love in and as everything, divine love. And that has its own waves. You know, there are times it'll recede and times it'll be more pronounced. And this makes life more enjoyable and juicier. And, and you have both more human self-love and also self-love as recognizing that you are a divine incarnation all-inclusively and seeing the whole world as that. This is a space where there's no room for fear. That's the other thing I noticed. Well, fear may, may not be there, you know, just like in love, fear may just disappear temporarily. But as being human, there is fear. But then also this supreme, unconditional love embraces even fear, allows it to be. It's don't have to change that. So you can, you know, like I, um, as wonderful as I am, you know, each of us is extremes. I'm a very extreme, you know, divine and human. I grew up with, um, let's say, uh, you know, trauma and abuse, and I I deal with. I have a version of obsessive compulsive disorder, like an excessive fear of contamination from hazardous substances. And um, I have a hoarding disorder. I have intimacy, fear issues. Um, this is part of the personality van. And um, also the wonderful uh, transcendental divine van is, is simultaneous with that. They're extremes. So, you know, and then there's more self-love. And then, you know, I've done a lot of therapy also. But that only goes so far to, to also to see and um, my divinity, for me to see that and see the divinity of everyone. And then to be feel held in these arms of absolute love. Then even with a wounded personality that helps in the healing, a recontextualizing of it. Uh, happiness in the midst of having 
you know, uh, wounds in the personality. Bliss in the midst of having wounds in the personality. You know, to be happy to be alive. This, um, this is part of the uh, <coughs> divine incarnation, this paradox of simultaneity that we are. Uh, I also want to say something in finishing about grace. Uh, that's, I'd say it's the, the blessing and magic um, of the Supreme Divine. And in, there's no gender to the um, Supreme Divine Heart. Um, you could call it capital He, she, you know, he slash, she slash it. Um, it's a little awkward to say he, she, it all the time. I'm oriented, some people are oriented to the feminine face of God, and some are oriented to the masculine face of God. I'm oriented to the feminine face of the supreme divine. So I like to refer to as the supreme divine as, you know, the supreme divine mother, the supreme feminine, and I call the supreme divine she. And um, so I feel that the, uh, the grace and love um, and it, what you could say that um, what, what I was, what Van was transmitting, this heart, supreme heart transmission was the supreme mother transmission, the mother transmission, love, blessing, bliss, um, unity and grace. And everything and everyone is that, the supreme divine. There's only, there's only the mother. That's, this is the devotional mystic, the ecstatic mystic perspective. Whatever you call it, is, or however you conceive of it, is fine. That's, that's my orientation. <laughs> about it it was very powerful I so appreciate what you taught and how you frame things and I experienced a consciousness and energy and it was really uh, palpable wonderful ways I'm curious about the role of invoking and inviting and yearning because love is there I've felt and said and and um, I, that for me is not as um, knowable at this point as the other energy is kind of new for me I don't oh, I see. that consciousness is very familiar yeah. and some of the qualities of that that you mentioned and that I know but love is, has always been challenging I think probably the word is so loaded and kind of other stuff. Yeah. But I am curious in general about the um, the role of invoking and yearning in this approach and in your view. It's a wonderful question, and um, we could talk an hour on that. the The short version. Um, would be 
uh, I would summarize it as grace and transmission. Um, I, um, post-second birth, you know, I continued to work with um, Samuel, and it was my grad graduate school, you know, post-awakening graduate school, so I continued in um, spiritual exploration and, and further deepening. And so being a um, divine mother person, I, I found uh, a divine mother teacher in a male body, someone named David Sparrow, who has this uh, full spectrum divine mother love, bliss, uh, shakti, and consciousness. And um, so that helped accelerate and catalyze my further deep. Did you say that was Samuel? Or no, I said this is with David Sparrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I studied, also I saw Amici, you know, a lot of teachers, but the person I, I guess I would focus uh, most time with and, and let's say got saturated in that Divine Mother transmission was with David Sparrow. Okay. So that, so that um, tr transmission, and that's the uh, point, transmission and grace is what helps, um, let's say, open this up further and helps accelerate that um, communion and unity with that. So I basically want to get irradiated in that, become that, and then be able to transmit that. Um, and I'd say that's how my soul nature is oriented. You know, um, I'm um, the mind mother nut. <laughs> uh, you know, an ecstatic mystic. And then, you know, after emerge, diving into um, these experiences, then afterwards I'll go, well, how would I, how would I explain that? <laughs> and then the discrimination comes and goes, okay, this, this is how we describe that. Um, the short version, when I, the first time I saw David Sparrow, I was trying to figure out his realization because, you know, I do second uh, birth uh, interviews, so I was going, what's his realization? And about halfway through, he said, uh, don't just listen to me, feel me. So I stopped the discrimination and I opened in feeling. So this feeling, like, un also, love is not like being loving. Love is just like absolute embrace, space. Mm -hmm. So he said, just feel me. So I just opened in feeling. And then this love swoon came over me. I got just this love bliss intoxication in a short period of time. And um, I, I was like in this, this ecstasy that I didn't know it could happen that fast and that strongly. I, it, I, <laughs> um, and then following that in um, days and weeks that followed, I felt like I was in love, but with no particular object. And you know, colors seemed brighter and um, the sidewalks around my work, walking around there at lunchtime, it just seemed more alive and I felt happier like I was in love. And I was going, there's something magical happening. Some, you know. And what is this? And so that I continue to dive into that. And um, that, for lack of a better word, is, um, let's say, the, um, the magic and blessing of the Supreme Divine Feminine. Um, 
I mean, words don't describe, but there, there's this love, love, blessing, magic, grace, um, bliss um, qualities of the supreme divine, of the heart, of whole divine being totality. And um, so, so we can, through grace, open to that, commune with that, enter into unity in that, and recognize that that you are, each of us are this divine incarnations and everything is the supreme divine. Simultaneously manifested in gross and subtle form and simultaneously transcendental. So the invoking and finding a source of transmission that resonates to you to help open that is, I think, uh, the answer I would give for that, and and the magic word grace, mm -hmm. if so, uh, you know, invoking grace. Okay, so we should finish up soon. Anyone anyway, would care to share their experience? Or? So I I get the there's this simultaneous there's this the body arising out of the field and the field happening simultaneously. That, I mean, it's like yeah. this love. Um, and the Shakti is very present. And then the consciousness, the silence. And then as soon as I hit the love, the heart, it's like I just, I'm in tears. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Intoxication. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, um, so I guess we should we should end since it's getting towards our bedtime. <laughs> um, let's have a final, like, um, big am amoeba hug circle.